Welcome to Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast. It's Friday, November 18th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. High school football playoffs are in the semifinal stage in Kansas and in Missouri Class 6 with other Missouri classes in the quarterfinal round. We break down the matchups with Dion Clisso of PrepsKC.com, including the possibility of an all-Kansas City area Missouri Class 6 state championship game. There are great games on both sides of the state line, and Dion has the lowdown on all of them. After a break, you'll hear from Patrick Mahomes at his weekly visit with the media earlier this week. Mahomes provides his thoughts on Sunday's game at the Chargers. Okay, let's get started. Dion, this speaks to my uh, lack of knowledge. Well, I mean, it's pretty much across the board, my my lack of knowledge, but it's certainly in, in this realm. Um, there's a possibility of two Kansas City area teams meeting in the Missouri Class 6 state championship next week. They got to get yes. to the semifinals this week. Does that happen? I mean, it, you know, it just seems on on the Kansas side, you can't have that because East and West are, are bracketed. But on the Missouri side, how does it work? Well, and it, it's a it's a function of the of the growth of the schools in Class Six in Missouri, and where that growth is coming from, um, and the fact that in the last ten years you've had Liberty, you know, after the split because Liberty Liberty North split in, in twenty ten, you've had Liberty Park Hill Park Hill South, Liberty North Staley, um, and Lee Summit came back up after the Lee Summit West split eventually, and Lee Summit West came up, and Ray Peck came up. So you've got, you know, 12 teams now. And so they've got it split into different districts. That started happening about 2014. I think Blue Springs and Blue Springs South got carved off into different districts. Uh, I think it was Blue Springs South first. It was the, they were out there by themselves. They went with some Columbia teams. And in, and in 2015, there was a possibility. Blue Springs was kind of average that year and they made it to the to the quarterfinals and South went on to win the state championship. There was that possibility. Last year was as close as we came. Uh, Lee Summit North was playing CBC kind of had them in a position to, to win that game late, um, and they didn't. They fell short, and then Liberty North was on the other side. And now this year, Liberty North's got CBC, and Lee Summit North's going to DeSmet. So we'll see. I mean, they're both winnable games. Um, I think it's interesting that that it's – they they do a rotation of districts. So every year it's, it's a you know, it'll be like a one and two versus three and four, or one and four and two and three, and, or one, one and three and two and four. So they rotate it around. They have – Move the Kansas City teams out of a district that would have made it so that you know three out of four years there was a chance that two teams could make make it together. Um, I'm not saying the fix is in, but I, <laughs> I don't I don't know if anybody really wants to see two Kansas City teams. I'm biased in that sense. I think we play the best brand of football right now. I, it's easy to be biased. We've got probably nine of the you know top eleven teams in the state are right here. So. Uh, it, to me, it's like that, but, uh, it, the class six in Missouri, it could happen. If you, if you rope in the Lawrence schools, it could happen in Kansas now because Lawrence right. is a free stater over there and Gardner Edgerson was over there the two years before that, but now they're back over. Um, it's all, all depends on the size of those Wichita schools, how they bounce up and down, which is a lot like what's going on in Missouri is the St. Louis schools, how they're bumping up and down in size. And, and, uh, it's, it's kind of interesting on a, a totally different subject. Uh, Cole Young te- texted me today. He's an avid watcher of class one football, being from Adrian and being the PA guy for them. Uh, another, a couple more class one schools are going eight man. And so that threshold for getting into class one is dropping. And Lafayette County, who is a monster in class two, one of the top five programs in the state, 
could be in class one next year. Ooh, so, yeah, yeah. So that that's how the that's how you know it's in flux. But no, you're right. It could be two Kansas City teams. Liberty North and Lee Summit North have been hands down the, the best two teams in the Metro um, on the on the Missouri side in class six the last few years. Uh, and they really, you know, you, you mix Ray Peck who won it two years ago, but then the last two years it's been those two teams. We'll love to see it. Uh, don't know if it'll happen. We'll see. Um, I like Lee Summit North's chances. Uh, probably a little bit better than Liberty North. That being said, I think Liberty North has a better chance than they did last year in the state championship game against CBC. So it should be fun. And where is the 6A state title game? In Columbia. Everything's in Columbia. Um, and so they, okay. they play the week of Thanksgiving on the Saturday and then uh, eight man and one through five play the next week because they have more than 32 teams. So they have to have that extra week of playoffs. I would love, and I'm putting this out there. I, I've done some stuff on Twitter. I would love for when the current stadium gets open to play the class six game at the current stadium, uh, because I think that's a perfect venue for a high school football, the big class high school football state championship game. You know, you can get six, 7,000 people in there and it'll feel really full and loud. And I'm assuming that stadium is going to be built (laughs) to usher that sound down onto the field. And, uh, but that's a dream, Uh, you know, as we because that's all, I guess what we're doing out here in Kansas City, just building stadiums all over the place. Huh? <laughs> yes, yes, we are. Yes, we are. The cranes will be pretty dominant on the city skyline here in the next, yes, uh, yes. next few years. That's for sure. Um, what? Um, uh, so you like Lee Summit North's chances a little bit better than Liberty North, but you could see. Uh, yeah, I, see a title I, I think I think I can see a title game. I, Liberty North's defense is really good. Um, yeah. And last year, what Liberty North struggled with, was kind of the speed of that CBC defense. I've been told that that defense isn't quite as fast as it was last year. And and I think that Liberty North is maybe a little more skilled, not because they've, they've gained a bunch of new players, but a lot of their juniors are now seniors. And their receivers a little more skilled. Sam Van Dyne, their quarterback, is outstanding. 22 touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, he went in, I think, to the state championship game last year with one or two interceptions and threw five <laughs> against CBC. He got away from them a little bit there in that game. Uh, but no, I, I like their. But the, the thing about Liberty North is their defense. No one scored more than ten points on them pretty much all season. Wow, wow. Well, I mean, that's that's kind of the number ten four. They, they've given up like fourteen here or there mm-hmm. and some blowout games, but it's pretty much a score you're going to get. So uh, they're pretty good. And then Lisa Menor's got a ton of talent, and and Smith's got a lot of talent. So that's going to be a fun game on Friday night. Very good. All right, uh, several other games on the Missouri side that are that are interesting to me. One of the more fascinating matchups is uh, is in class four, Smithville and center. Uh, pretty yeah. much contrasting styles there, aren't they? A, a little bit, you know, and, and center's, center's been a team that has has been to this spot a couple times before and, and in class three and ran into Maryville. You know, they had Malik Collins back in 2012. That team was as loaded as anybody. Uh, and then they had uh, Rashad White a few years ago and they lost, that team lost to Maryville again. <laughs> you know, Rashad's playing in the NFL. And uh, this year they've got uh, Joseph Vick and, uh, Jacory Love and a lot of Armand Russell. They got a lot of really good football players, but they're playing against a Smithville team that is defending state champions. Been there, done that. Been the semifinals three out of the last five years. Could have been two-time defending state champions if they don't blow a coverage against Elias two years ago. Um, and while they don't have kind of the the star power they had last year, they graduated a lot of really good seniors. That is a program through and through. Um, they execute. They're they're fundamentally sound. Coach Ambrosen does a great job with them. So it's going to be you know. Getting off the bus, center's going to win that contest. Uh, but it, it's going to be a knockdown dragout fight. And I think, you know, uh, center's physicality is a little underrated. And and I've, you know, I've taken some heat from some Smithville people. I think Smithville's speed is a little underrated too. So it's going to be a great matchup. And I 
I like the chances of either one of them. The next week they could get St. Mary's who won the class three state championship last year. Uh, and we get them at home. I think if, if my bracket formulation is correct, <laughs> it would get yeah. them at home. So that winner of that team has got a good chance to go to the state championship game. Of course, that's a quarterfinal too, correct? That is, yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's every, everything is quarters in Missouri except for six. Six, yes, yes. Which means uh, Grain Valley, Fort Osage, and five a quarterfinal. Interesting game there. Um, what, what, what's what's of note in Grain Valley, Fort Osage? Uh, played last year in this game. Played the first week of the season this year. They played. This will be like the fourth time they played in about fourteen months. <laughs> um, they both play really good defense. They're both physical. Uh, they both like to run the ball, establish the run. They've got dual threat quarterbacks. The the, the Fort Osage quarterback is bigger than the, the Grain Valley quarterback. The, the Larson kid at Grain Valley is not that big, but he's tough as nails. Meany, who plays at Fort Osage, is a, looks like a linebacker playing. They are literally mirror images of themselves of each other. Two great coaching staffs: uh, David Alley at Grain Valley and uh, Brock Bolt at uh, Fort Osage. They know each other. They like each other. This is, I mean, this is a great button heads type thing. Great Valley has not been to the semifinals since 1996 when they were a class two program. So you can see what the growth of that town has been in the last 20 years. Fort was there last year. Um, looked like they had a shot to go to the state championship game, kind of fumbled that away late. Um, they've been in the state. Cha- it seemed like it was an every three year run there for a while. They were in the state championship game, but uh, no, that's a great, tough physical game at Fort Osage on Friday night. Yeah, for sure. How about uh, class three? My favorite nickname in all of um, in all high school <laughs> sports, uh, the the Spoofhounds of Maryville against Pleasant Hill. Uh, yeah, the Spoofhounds. I uh, my Love them. I was in college covering state championship basketball at the Hearn Center, and you you know this bathroom well, probably that one bathroom right off the tunnel. Yeah, that by the end of a basketball weekend or a rest definitely wrestling weekend was one of the most disgusting places on earth. <laughs> I come, I'm standing in line to what uh, go to the bathroom and the mascot for Maryville comes out <laughs> and I look at him and he, I said, what is a spoof hound? He's like, I don't know, just some kind of goofed up dog. That's the official from the, from the thing. Yes. Maryville official description. Yes. Official description from the bowels of the Hearn center. Um, <laughs> Literally, which is that, that could be a book right there, Blair. Yeah. That's a, that's, that should be your next book from the bowels of the Hearn center. Um, but no, um, the Maryville has been there. This is the, you know, the, you look at the quarterfinals and the, class three or class two, you can pretty much spot them in that, that every spot. Last year's Pleasant Hill made a great late season run. They got to the quarterfinals, lost to, um, lost to St. Pius the 10th. And then uh, this year they've just been dominant. And, and it's really been fun to watch what Pleasant Hill's done. Maryville got, has played a really tough schedule, but has been playing really well the last few weeks. I think they said they are 90 and four at home the last 10 years. Wow. Is what the Pleasant Hill coach told me. And he has told his kids, and I think this is a great line. He said, if we want to be five, if we want to get to the final four, we got to be number five. They got to be the fifth team to beat them. Uh, and, you know, center went up there a few years ago and, and tough game, close game and got beat. But I think it's going to be a, a knockdown drag out fight. Uh, both they look, those teams look a little similar. Maryville can throw the ball a little more than they have in the past. They used to be pretty much a strictly option team. Uh, and Pleasant Hills is a fantastic. Justin Hamilton, in three years, took that team from zero and ten to eleven and one in the in the quarterfinals for two straight years. So it's amazing. He's done a fantastic job. Yeah, that that is amazing. Hey, let's switch it over to Kansas. Um, there are, uh, you know, just some names on the on the Kansas side in in six A that that semi we're in the semifinals for all classes, right? Over in in Kansas, mm-hmm. Gardner Edgerton, Olathe Northwest, and the uh, in, in the in the semifinal of six A, that just that just looks odd to me. I mean, it, 
I mean, Gardner Edgerton's been a you know they've, they've had their moments, right? I mean, the, the mm-hmm. most darling years, but but not in six A. And um, uh, just it, it's neat to see a, a new a new school like Olathe Northwest be part of this. Yeah, first time they've ever been in the semifinals in the twenty years they've been a uh, program. Uh, Gardner's never been in the six A semifinals. They were in the they went to the state championship game yeah. in five A in two thousand nine. Uh, when they lost to Randy Darling's Hutchinson team, <laughs> he's yeah, now at St. Yeah. Thomas Aquinas. Uh, we were talking to him about that the other day. Uh, no, it's it's funny. It, sometimes you 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 go into a season with an idea, and you say, "Hey," and there's a bunch of us who are like, "I think six A on the in the East bracket is wide open," and we all kind of bought into that. And then as the season went on, Olathe North looked pretty good. You know, some usual suspects, Blue Valley Northwest, who'd won it last year, they were still playing really well. Um, you know, Blue Valley West is a team I think a lot of us thought would be really good going into the season. They were kind of up and down all season. And here we are in the last week of the, of the you know, the, in the semis. We've got two teams that have never played in the 6A semi playing each other. And we're like, oh, yeah, I guess we were right on that, <laughs> that it is wide open. And, yep, totally. and both these teams have won tough, close games. And, you know, Jesse Owens is the coach over at uh, uh, Gardner Edgerton. You know, he's a former Olathe North player, uh, coached on that staff with Coach Weir and was a coach of Olathe, was coaching Eudora for a little bit, it was Olathe East for a little bit. Now he's at Gardner, uh, which is a great spot for him because it, he lives in Gardner. His kids go there, so he's really in the community. And we know that community loves football. Um, they they run the the flex bone. They do a great job of it. They play tough physical uh, defense as well. They won a, a really physical game with Blue Valley West last week, 21-14. And then there's Olathe Northwest, who about two-thirds of the way through the season, I'm um, doing a podcast with Mick Schaefer, and we're talking about, oh, look, they're winning some games. And you know, last year they started to win some games. This year they beat everybody on their schedule that they should be and beat them well. You know, kind of took that step forward. And I said, now the next step is to beat somebody who's equal to you or a little bit, a little bit better. Well, all they've done the last two weeks is beat Olathe South and Olathe West in close games, but they beat them. Teams that have beaten them in the regular season. And Lauren Clark is their first year head coach, longtime assistant on that staff. Uh, and and he took over Aaron Hafner, who took a job, I think, in Branson, Missouri. Um, so that he's been a part of that program for a long time. And they're they passed the eye test too. Uh, they've got good size. They've got some good running backs. Um, they're they're a really solid team. I'm not going to be stunned. I, whoever wins, I'm not going to be stunned on that. And then going in the other side, Manhattan's playing Derby. Derby's quarterback got hurt, so they're, they're a man down. Manhattan has beat them early in the season, is is undefeated, and looks like a team that that should be the, the favorite. But they've not been in this position in a long, long time. Uh, so there could be two teams in that state championship game. Uh, that either haven't been there for twenty plus years or have never been there, you know, definitely on the on the Kansas side, on the, on the east side of the bracket. So hats and off to both those programs. I, I won't I won't count Derby out. Um, the, no, no, <laughs> part of a, part of a champion and all that. I mean that 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 applies to Derby. That's for sure. Um, okay, did I see this right? Blue Valley Southwest put up sixty nine in its yes. last playoff game. Yes, that is incredible. Dylan Dunn, the quarterback. Now I've seen it 580. I've seen 600 yards. So let's just say 590. <laughs> um, through eight touchdowns. How many? Minnesota, eight. Count them. Um, eight touchdown passes. Eight touchdowns. Five of them were more than 40 yards. Holy mackerel! Now I've watched some of the film. I I would assume that the Desoto coaches are probably questioning the desire to stay in man to man the entire way because <laughs> they kind of ran some double moves and goes, and kids were just <laughs> 10, 15 yards down the down the field. <laughs> And Dylan Dunn was hitting them, and they just kept going and going and going. Um, and they are in the semi- semifinals for the first time as a school uh, as well. Um, they got to the quarterfinals a few years ago, uh, but they uh, definitely um, are in a spot they've never been in. Now, unfortunately, 
I know that DeSoto didn't have a great defensive performance last week, uh, and, and it's a good defensive team. Now they're playing the best defensive team, I'm going to say, on that side of the state line, though I, I would maybe put them close to Liberty North on the other uh, the other side of the state line in, in, in Mill Valley, who hasn't given up a point. And because Mick Schaefer's kid plays on that team, I get all kinds of great stats. He said they've had 110, they've had 110 possessions on defense. And he asked me, how many did I think that were four plays or less? I said, I don't know, 40, 84. Wow. Wow. Rear outs or punts or turnovers or 84. Holy. And he said, they, they, you know, the two, he goes, the twos have really taken hold of this. We don't want to give up points thing. They've only given up 64 points in 11 games. Uh, so that defense is stout. And then offensively they do. And it, it's a test. It's a test of, of the front four of Mill Valley because Mill Valley is going to have to put some DBs in the game to cover Blue Valley Southwest receiver because they're going to go four and five wide on them. Um, it's going to be the test of that that Mill Valley D line if they can get home to Dylan Dunn, but that, that'll um, be fun, fun to watch. Yeah, it's a good one. And the, and the winner gets the Maze versus Maze Hayes. I love yeah, that. So, <laughs> Making our talk about that Maze Hayes on one side and the Valley's on the other. So yeah, it's exactly. the naming is good. In it's five A wins the naming contest <laughs> for the for the semifinals. It does, but uh, yeah, no, it's uh, uh Maze and Hayes will be interesting. The one thing I think is that will help uh, whoever gets in there if it's Blue Valley Southwest. They can score with a with a with a maze or a haze because if, if there's a, if we're not gonna play a lot of defense, they can play that game. If it's if it's Mill Valley, they can stop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they got the defense to stop. So I I like the I like the East Brackets chances the next week, no matter who it is. And then there's the holy war. Yes. <laughs> St. Thomas Aquinas against Bishop Meage in the 4A semifinal. This is the state championship game for all intents. I think so. Yeah. I, I think so. Yeah. I think it was a it was a three three to four team race. I think I'd throw Eudora in that mix mm-hmm. <laughs> on that bracket too. And St. James, those were kind of the next two teams uh in 4A. And I think that um hats off to Aquinas. You know, they when they played Miege the first time, they lost two in a row. They hadn't they couldn't find the find the end zone. They'd get a ton of yards and and not get in the end zone. They were down 20 to nothing to Miege and came back and won that game 29-26. And I've been playing well ever since. And um, I've picked against them, and Coach uh, Dryling has definitely let me know about it. It was very, very funny email on Saturday morning. He's like, "You picked, you picked St. James, loser." <laughs> so I emailed him back. I emailed him back, and I said, "Well, you obviously haven't been paying attention to my picks. And you're going to call me a loser now because I haven't had a great year." Join the uh, club, huh? <laughs> yeah. And so, and so we got a big laugh out of that. And, um, he's, you know, that's a good football team. You know, Sean Carroll's an outstanding tailback, and uh, you know. Coach Walmsgons, who does my show with me, went out and watched and talked about his footwork. And as a as a tailback, he's a big physical guy. Well, he's a state wrestling champion, so he's got good. I mean, he's got good feet, uh, and he really is. He they lean on you, and and they did that to St. James last week. They got in the second half and three and out at St. James a, a couple times, and just leaned on that St. James, a good St. James defense, and just pulled away from him down the stretch. Miege, on the other hand, they've got Mac Armstrong who can throw it. Is hyper accurate. Uh, they've got great receivers. Coppage is a great receiver. They got good running backs. Uh, so it's it'll look a lot like the first time around. Uh and who gets this one. But it's it's the they played in the playoffs the last time was 2012 when they were both in 5A. That everything else has been regular season since. And now they're both in 4A for two years. So uh there's a decent chance of them playing in the playoffs again <laughs> next right. year. How the brackets shake out. All right, so Missouri Class 6 and all of Kansas are in the semifinals this weekend. Class 5 and below in Missouri are in the quarterfinals. 
couple more weeks of high school football to go. Nobody does it better than Dion Clisso from Preps KC. Go to the website, prepskc.com for all the information. Dion, thanks a lot, my friend. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, this is Blair. There are several ways to access the Star Sports section. Let me tell you about a couple of them. There is Sports Pass. For $12.99 a month, you get unlimited digital access to all of the Star Sports content, including beat writing, columns, features, pretty much everything we write. The deal renews monthly until you tell us to cancel. For $159.99 a year, you get everything the Star has to offer digitally, including sports and the e-edition. Go to KansasCity.com and drop down to the bottom of the page where it says Start a Subscription for more information. Your support has never been more important. As always, thanks for reading and listening. Yeah, because you understand, we've played two of these teams now. We haven't played Denver yet, but you know that they're great football teams. They just, in football, man, anybody can beat anybody any day. Um, and so it, it hasn't gone their way in some of these games, these close, uh, hard-fought games. Um, but we understand how good the Chargers are. Um, we're not looking ahead to being three games up or whatever it is. We're looking at what can we do to win today so that we can win on Sunday. And so uh, we understand it's going to be a great challenge, and uh, we're going to play our best football if we want to win. I think I think guys just understand the culture that Coach Reed has built here over the years. Um, it's it's bigger than one player. It's bigger than myself. Um, and so, uh, what can we do to improve ourselves to give ourselves the best chance to win? And we understand how great Tyreek is. Um, I think people see that now in Miami even more than they saw it here. Um, how, how special of a player that he is. Um, but in this offense, it's about everybody. How can we can we make each other better? And uh, we brought new guys in and kind of kept the older guys have gotten bigger roles. Um, and we've done whatever we can to win football games, and that's that's helped us get this being the number one seed now. But how can we continue that and get even better as the season goes on? Were you pretty confident that both you guys would excel the way that you have once one playing with each other? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I saw Tyreek at practice every single day, so I knew that he was going to make plays no matter where he was at. And uh, he got in a great offense with other great players, so it made it easy easy for him to go out there and show his talent. Um, and then for us, I mean. I knew the guys that we had in our locker room. And, I, and like I said at the beginning of the year, man, Coach Reed's had success everywhere. So if I just do what he says, usually good things happen. Does it surprise you that people seem to get healthy the week of when they, when they come to when – you're, uh, when you're about to play them? And I believe uh, Mike Williams along with Ken Allen, they're expected to come back and play this week kind of – and then you know, who knows what happens next week. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's a good thing to me. I mean, you're playing the best. Uh, I mean, every single week we want to play the best. We want to prepare ourselves to make a run in the playoffs, uh, to try to get to the Super Bowl and win it. And uh, if you play the best teams and with their, with their best players and you win, it gives you that confidence that you can continue to get better and better. And, and whenever you play them in the playoffs, uh, you're ready for it. Patrick, because of the 
because of injuries and, and such, you're going to start the week receiver-wise with, with Watson, Moore, and Tony. Just, that's obviously a little bit different. What gives you the confidence in, in those that group of, of guys? Yeah, I mean, we just we put guys in positions to succeed. Um, and so for me, it's about executing the offense, finding the open guy, um, and uh, getting the ball out of my hands and letting those guys make plays. And we've seen over the, the year um, that these guys can make plays in big moments. Um, and so we'll give them those chances as well as have some younger guys step up and then hopefully we can get some guys back later in the, later in the week. And if not, uh, we'll be ready to go with whoever's out there. Specifically Watson, how, how critical has he been in, in sort of that underrated role for you guys this season in big spots? Yeah, I mean, he's made a lot of big catches um, and, and big parts in games. He does a great job of blocking. Um, he's, he's, it's crazy. Like at the end, in that last game, whenever we had some guys go out there back to back, he was kind of telling guys, "Hey, you go to this position and you play. Take Juju's role. You take Marquez's role." And he knows every position on the football field, and he just wants to get go out there and have success. So, uh, uh, having guys like that, and, and I mean, like that, we have in the whole receiving room now. Uh, I think we'll we'll be fine of just going out there and executing the offense. Now, did you, uh, I saw yesterday that you quote tweeted Baldy's video of Jared McKinnon and his blocking ability. Um, just what do you appreciate most about what he's been able to do to, to keep you upright in certain moments this season? Yeah, I mean, he has a great understanding of the protection plan. I mean, everything. Uh, that, that look that we got was kind of an unscouted look that we had gotten early in the season versus the Colts where they used one of their linebackers to pick the tackle and then the DN loops around. And earlier in the season, you might go with the linebacker because that's technically your guy, but he passed it off like he was an offensive lineman, man. And so um, for him, just knowing the protection plan, having that, like I said, that dog to step up and block a defensive end that's 6'5", 6'6", uh, 280, um, and give me enough time to throw the ball downfield. I mean, that's what it takes in order to be a great team is everybody doing their job. Um, and it's special for a guy like that to, to take on that that job and, and do such a great job of it. Patrick, uh, do, do you prefer um, being the top dog to where everybody's coming after you, or did you like it to where you were kind of trying to trying to catch what Buffalo is uh, at the moment and I'll follow up? I don't really care. I just want to win. Okay, that, that being the case, what has surprised you most, uh, you know, each week, week in and week out, obviously, you know, you going coming out of the game Sunday, you see the Minnesota-Buffalo game being in the doll fight, and then, of course, you know, obviously anything can happen in the NFL, but then Philadelphia losing Monday night to Washington where, you know, people were – I mean, what has surprised you most when you see week in and week out in the NFL? It's not, not anything that surprises me. I mean, I understand it, man. I mean, everybody can beat everybody. I mean, there are great players on every single team in this league, and it's about who executes when it counts the most. And that's why we take situational football so so. Uh, it's so important here. It's because it's uh, something that, that changes games. I mean, everybody has great players. Um, and uh, we really focus on the situations that are going to win games. And we've done a great job this year of winning those situations. But let's keep it going. And uh, whenever we get put in those situations again, let's maximize our opportunity and win more football games. Patrick, when you look at surprised uh, what Tony's been able to give you coming in so late? Um, not, I, I wasn't surprised about him making the plays, um, but just us being able to move him around as much as we have, I mean, it's, it, it's a testament to him, man. He's really got in here. He's learned, learned multiple positions. We have, we've moved him around now. It's not like he's in that one spot. Um, and so I, we'll just continue to build on that. We don't want to overwhelm him. Uh, we don't want to put too much on his plate, um, but we're going to keep giving him more and more and, and, and more involved in this offense because it'll make this offense better as a whole as the season goes on. Back to the Tyree trade for a second. Was there any thought at the time in your mind that maybe this was going to be a little more of a rebuilding year? Not a complete rebuild, obviously, but any more of a rebuilding year than anything else you've gone through since you've been here? Uh, not necessarily. Um, every time I step on that football field, I, I expect to win, um, and I think – Coach, Coach Reed and Brett Veach, 
uh, are going to put guys around our guys around me that we're going to go out there and win football games. And I think they've done that. And even though we have young guys, we knew it was going to take time for them to keep getting more and more accustomed to how we do things. Um, but we won some of those tight games early, early in the year. And I said, those are some big wins for us because uh, those guys will learn even faster. And I think now we can c continue to just build and build. And hopefully we can have the best team going into the playoffs whenever we're ready. Patrick, just want to ask you about Justin Herbert, another young quarterback, and he was a little bit younger than you, but do you see any of yourself in the way that he plays or maybe vice versa? I mean, he's a, spe he's a special arm talent, man. And he throws some, some passes that I don't think anyone can throw in this league, and that includes myself. I mean, he has a, a cannon for an arm. You watch it, I watch on film every week because we like, play similar opponents. Um, and there's some throws you just kind of shake your head because uh, they're, they're that special. And so uh, I understand it'll be a great challenge for us as a team to go up against the Chargers and the, the talent that they have over there. And so how can we match that intensity? How can we match that talent and go out there and win a football game is, is what we have to focus on. Uh, Patrick, I know the next man mentality, you know, that uh, when a guy goes down, you're obviously not going to quit, right? You keep playing and you got to put it in there, but it changes. The different skill sets change. When, when Juju comes out and somebody else has to play his role, do you go through a quick mental checklist? Okay, this guy does this better, he does this better, and I'm, I'm looking to make different reads based upon what his skill set is? Uh, not necessarily different reads. I think the coaches do a great job of putting the right guys in the right positions. Um, and so I think you saw right when Juju went out, we put Sky kind of in that inside role, let him catch the ball, get upfield. Um, that was Juju's route, but Sky can do some of those similar type things, so let's put him in that position. Um, if, if Like when McColl came out, we put Justin Watson, we put the Chargers the last time in that same position that it was McColl's route, he was tired, but Justin Watson, another fast guy, he makes the play happen. And so I just rely on my coaches to put guys in the right position. And then I go through the reads, how I'm supposed to go through the reads. Um, and, I mean, other than if Kelsey's manned up, I give him the ball. But, uh, but, but I go through the reads the way I'm supposed to go through the reads, and uh, usually good things happen. And then you said several years ago when you were on uh, – I've asked you this before, but just get it up there. Like when you were on LeBron's the shop, mm -hmm. you said, hey, in a couple of years, you know, I'll really feel it. You were kind of talking about Tom Brady and Peyton mm -hmm. Manning. You're four and a half years in as a starter, five and a half years in now. Do you feel like you know it all now that you're – its reaction the way you were kind of aspiring it to be several years ago? Um, I think I'm definitely even a step further um, along with my process, but I still think I have a lot to learn. I mean, there's still certain protections that I get beat on because of the blitzes. There's certain uh, coverages that get me because I don't recognize certain tells. Um, so there's stuff that I can continue to get better at, um, but I mean, like the struggles like I went through last year, I think are something that you can just build on and learn from, and I think it's helped me be a little bit more patient. Um, but the, but there's still sometimes like the end of the last game I threw the pick where I get a little too aggressive. So I try to just kind of maintain that balance of being aggressive but taking the, making the right decision. That'll do it for today and this week on Sportsbeat KC. Thanks to our production team of Monty Davis, George Howard, Randy Mason, and Jeff Rosen. Tip of the cap to Dion Clisso for sharing his insights. Morning Sports Edition is America's best digital sports page. Check it out at liveedition.kansascity.com and see what I mean. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon with another Sports Beat KC where we talk sports in Kansas City every day. <laughs>